You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Derek, we are back for another episode, and there is new developments in the world of the Rona, that Cle- was quick. Cleo is making record time in her debut for this week's episode. It's ex- <laughs> very exciting. Uh, we have Alder Creek whiskey that we're going to enjoy throughout this episode. A uh, lot of different things to talk about. Hashtag just kidding. Yeah, really. It's really complicated to do a podcast when nothing happens in the world from like one week to the next. We're on quarantine episode four with Mikey Essential and Derek Quarantino. That's still laying on. And you're going with the full Mikey Essential name with the flowy locks that you got going on. <laughs> you know what, dude? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get in my truck and leave. <laughs> and you can sit here and talk to the wall for an hour. That'd be fun. I hate how long my hair is. It's not even that long. Yeah, yeah. For I mean me it, it, it kind of like for you it is, yeah. It's beyond touching my ears. <laughs> fluffy in the back of my neck. So your Facebook post, your Facebook post is like it's touching my neck. It's over my ears, and I'm expecting you to come in here like looking like Fabio, but you literally look no different than last week. Yeah, it's because it's caked in hair products. <laughs> where I can't like, dude, you should see me in the morning. It looks like I just touch an electric fence, or like just every other over. person in the world. Yeah, yeah, unless they're balding, which. Those people are just thriving. Yeah, really. But I can't I can't handle it, dude. Like, it's super uncomfortable. It's like the consistent itchy stage of growing a beard, which I can barely relate to that statement, but here I am. So you're not growing out that beard, though? No. You're staying on top of that? Yeah. Would you ever try to cut your own hair? No. 
I'm way too much of a perfectionist and pretty boy. Well, I can't do that's that. That's why. I think that since you are a perfectionist, you would take time to actually do it right. Or would you let Colleen do it? No. That was no. really quick. Yeah, no. She can make her cookies. <laughs> which are incredible, by the way. But I'm not... No. Gina's making this fire banana bread. We already went through one, destroyed it. We're on to our second. I can't get over how much sugar's in banana bread. Well, we do the healthy because she does the whole Arbon. So we do it very healthy. What's... No idea. I'm pretty sure it's made with almond milk. Um, There's like no sugar in it. It's all like... I don't know if there's vanilla protein powder in it too, but it's like the healthy version of banana bread. It's fire, dude. So good. Well, that's a first on our podcast of someone using new age lingo. Right. But anyways, we make fire. We make fat banana bread with all the sugar, all the butter. No shame in our game. Yeah. We get all fat and sassy on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to dessert like in that form? So it's not really dessert. So don't say ice cream. But like in that form, are you a cookies, brownies, banana bread, pound cake, cake, cupcakes? I can keep going, bro. What's your favorite? Chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. Banana bread uh, is second, runner-up. And if you want to put chocolate chips in it, down. If you put chocolate chips in anything, I'm all in. Unless you got weed in it, then I'm not in at all. (laughs) I don't want to taste it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to be around it. I'm not into that. The edible thing. I don't understand how people are. No. Because you don't know how much is in it. I mean, you do if you make it yourself. That's the fun, bro. Take a ride. (laughs) I just, I don't know. But if I'm going to have a brownie, I want the whole brownie. I don't want to have to have a quarter of it because I'll be tripping my ass. Right. That, and I just can't limit myself to just a taste of a brownie. Yeah. Never in my life would I ever do it. Never have I ever. Same. I'm good. Yeah. Good golden. Good golden. But yeah, so anything with chocolate chips, you're good? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Same thing. I like the darker chocolate. What? What type of chocolate do you like the best? Milk? This is a tough thing. All right, I'll rate it. So dark chocolate I like a lot. Um, just like because is it the, the higher percentage stuff? Like if, in 98%? There's a limit. I realized where it's like 85% cocoa, like I'm cool with that. But when you start peeking it up, I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of like tart. Like, yeah. it's not my thing. Um, what was that again? <laughs> so sharp chocolate I like a lot. Um well, I'm sorry. Sharp chocolate, like it's cheese. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Dark chocolate, I like a lot. And then then milk chocolate, then white chocolate, and then orange chocolate should never exist. And whoever created that should just go fall in a hole. And then we'll feed you bread and water like a POW and let you live out the rest of your days. <laughs> because that is not chocolate. It is an insult to the rest of the chocolate industry. And I'm very passionate about that. Wow. I hate orange chocolate with a passion. Do you like Sponge candy? No. That is one tier above orange chocolate. Yeah, me too. I hate sponge candy. I, I hate cannot it. have sponge candy. No. And everybody in Buffalo just like says that basically you said that you hate blue cheese. It's like, all right, it's not that severe. No. Sponge candy blows. Yeah. When you eat sponge candy, it like it dude, the consistency and texture feels like you're gnawing on a mattress. Mm-hmm. And that's not where <laughs> I want to be in the world when I'm trying to enjoy a delectable like treat. It's just not no. So a part of that too is like sometimes the sponginess like cuts your inside of your mouth. Do you like the sh- like the chocolate where you literally have to bite into what is that car- like bark or something that they have? <laughs> yeah. Do you like that stuff? The Thin Mint barks? Yeah. No. No. Not. I'm not a fan of bark. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! I'm getting all heated. We didn't even sip yet. We don't even have water. We don't have water. <laughs> oh god! This is gonna be a mess. Um. But yeah. So yeah. 
So, speaking of bark, I went camping and made a teepee and then surrounded the back of the fire uh, teepee. I loaded it up with bark on the outside. To deflect. To deflect all the heat towards me. Nice. That's smart. Oh, yeah. I was actually wondering how you did that. I just found it on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, everything, everything was dead that I used on the ground already. I didn't take from a live tree like a Neanderthal. But the bark didn't burn? No. Dude, I mean, it's soaked It's soaked in the woods. True, true. You know, it's, I mean, what does it get to? 52 degrees outside? It's not that warm. So everything's still super wet. Oh, yeah. My lawn is flooded. Yeah, my backyard well, is Here's the first sip of this ever, dude. I think we had the bourbon at the place. We didn't even have the rye. Really? No, I, no, we had both. Did we? Yeah, we had both. It was so long ago. It was. It was two months ago. Cheers. Right off the bat, sweet and citrusy. I'm getting like an orange or a zesty initial taste to it. Yeah. I but fe- like a honey, too. <clears throat> I feel like it's like a walnut toffee. Really? No? That's what I'm getting. Oh, no, I can smell a little toffee in there. Toffee or dark chocolate, actually, which is interesting because we're literally just talking about this right now. I'm definitely getting toffee in the aroma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, anyway... Let's take a break from the the talk really quick about the, you camping. Talk about the whiskey since we just had a sip. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. not watching on YouTube. you got to watch on YouTube. <laughs> Mike just shouldered the shelf and then just started taunting it. <laughs> you, <laughs> I got to let him know who's alpha over here. I'm yeah. getting stared at by a black sheep. Talk about Alder right. Creek, Mike. <laughs> I'll take you out, screwball. All right. So Alder Creek is started by the Martin family. Uh, this is their second endeavor into the distilling world. They make a gin, bourbon, vodka, and they use wooden labels. Uh, they also own the Idle Ridge Winery. So it's all-encompassing, all-in-one building. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So they're 20 minutes north of Watkins Glen. They have a view of Seneca Lake. Actually, have a really nice tasting room. It's like a lodge setup, so that's pretty. That's pretty cool. It was. It's one of those places that you would go to on the wine trail. Like if you're getting mm-hmm. with all your friends to go on a winery, like a, a wine trail or something, that is set up exactly how you would. They have a tasting counter where they have a couple people behind the bar. You can buy tickets and just taste whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's set up like that, but they make whiskey, which is pretty rare for the wineries, at least out here, to do. Yeah. They had other products, too, that you could buy. They had, uh, like, jams, honeys. They had different trinkets that you can pick up, keychains, um, different decor pieces. And then they had animals as well towards the back. Remember that? They had the bear. Not, like, actual animals. Right. Yeah, it's not like a taxidermy where they're just <laughs> bringing them in. Or a zoo. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not the Tiger King. Don't worry. Um, so, in November 2013, they opened the winery in Marsh Distillery. So... That's where we're at with uh, with Alder Creek. So they have a rye, they have a bourbon, a gin, a vodka. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So they do quite a bit of stuff there. Initially, this was pretty good. We weren't, we didn't even know about this place. We actually picked up this bottle when we were coming back from Finger Lakes Distilling. Yeah. And when we were driving by, we saw the Alder Creek sign and we decided to stop and pick up this bottle. Uh, pleasantly surprised, to mm-hmm. be honest. I, I didn't know what to expect because I haven't heard of them, and it doesn't 
seem like it, they're marketing in the Buffalo area at all. So right. I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but it, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a nice after after work sipper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So back to your camping extravaganza. I essentially went out and tested gear. Um, you know, I wanted to see how long it took to set up my tent. If it was a giant pain in the rear to do after hiking and I'm exhausted and everything else. Um, my Osprey pack is amazing. Super comfortable. I had to get through some decently sketchy terrain to get to where I wanted to be because there's trails everywhere that you could use and then you can go off the beaten trail, which I'm all about in finding my own little home, uh, which was way out of the way. Scared a family on the way home, but I'll get to that. And then um, <laughs> the uh, why are yeah. you the way that you are, dude? It was it was a riot. Made dinner, what made a fire. Mean? It took three hours. What do you mean you scared a family? Okay, well hold on. So first, did you ever watch like Survivor Man or Dual Survival or Man vs Wild? Any like any type of survival show at all on TV? No? Perfect. <laughs> okay. I won't keep listing all of the ones that I watched for hours and hours. But anyways, they basically have, like, oh all these gosh. dudes that are on TV, even, like, YouTubers that have camping channels, and they go out and test different stuff. They'll, they're like, all right, let's get a fire going, and we can start working up dinner. And then he's got everything all set up, and then he just takes magnesium and a striker and just creates a spark, and then it just lights up. And you're like... Okay, cool. Like, I understand the basics, and you want to do it in layers. You want to have your super, super small dry kindling first, and then stages up to bigger logs, and you want it all set up beforehand. Well, in spring, everything's wet. And when I mean everything, I mean everything. So I got into the woods at 7 o'clock, and I'm like, okay, so let's get to where I got to go. So obviously it was not dry. So I'm soaked. Basically, from knee down, just from brush, um, all the grass, like morning dew was still there. It didn't burn off yet. So I'm traveling through all that, finally get into the woods where it was just basically wet duff, which is like all the leaves. Um, Crossing through that, went through a field that was like an old crop uh, field, crossed that, but it sucked because there was ruts everywhere, and those all filled with water. So you had to step on the big fluffy parts of the crop, and that's all like blown out and destroyed from the off season. So you're like navigating through all that. I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. So I finally get to my spot, and I was all excited, checked everything out. So I basically dropped my pack, plotted my point of where exactly I was, and then I clover leafed around my whole uh, my pack. Basically, I just left it, dropped it, and then walked in a huge clover leaf to figure out like what was around me. So I understood like, all right, this is what I got. This is what I can work with. Um, maybe I f- could find a, d- a better spot. Whatever. So. Decided that was a good spot, went back, pulled out my stuff, started setting up my tent, uh, laid down my tarp, uh, pinned my tarp to the ground, put my tent up on top of that, and then I didn't know if people were going to get froggy and like try to find like different spots that they could lay out, so I'm like, well, I want to kind of shoot myself from all that, and I had this bright blue tent in the middle of the woods, and I'm like, all right, I got to kind of hide that, so mm-hmm. hid that a little bit with just the dead stuff around me, broke up my, uh, the silhouette, and then started a fire, which took three hours. To start the fire? Yeah. Because everything was wet? Yeah. Dude, it was horrible. And I didn't have anything. I had a lighter, which is basically fire in your hand, but, like, you still have to have it catch something. And I didn't have, like, those cheater 
no matter what, this log is just going to stay on fire. So I was able to find dry wood, but all the kindling I couldn't get dry enough to start this fire. So I literally took wood and then took a knife and then started cutting down the piece of wood to create ribbons from the inner layers of the wood. So all those ribbons were super easy to burn, but they were still semi-like thick. So I'm like, well, I need to go smaller. So I, I basically cleared duff out, put some logs down that were, you know, decent size to let the air come from underneath. Mm-hmm. Set up my base layer of kindling, lit that, immediately goes out. I was like, okay. And then that was a process for three hours just to get the initial bit to actually sustain itself so I can add more, add more. And then it was a nightmare because I didn't have enough. I thought I did, but I needed three times the amount that I actually had. So I'm like running back and forth trying to scramble and trying to find leaves that are dry enough. I eventually started this thing with the dust from the inside of the tree bark that was super dry, the ribbons that I made with my knife, leaves, and then these like odd dead bits of pine needles, which are phenomenal to light on fire, and then really, really small kindling branches. So I grabbed all that, threw it on, finally got a fire going, and then told my buddy, I was like, dude, I finally got a fire going. And he goes, well, there's a brush ban. Oh, really? I'm like, why? What are you talking about? It's April. And he goes, yeah, it just went into effect until May 16th. So you can't have any open fires. I mean, no one's going to enforce it. I'm like, dude, I'm literally surrounded by water. Like, there's no way I'm going to burn the forest down. Like, this is ridiculous. So I kept it super small. And I'm like, well, at least now I can work on, like, other stuff with a small fire. Like, because it's wet, it's going to be semi-smoky. So... I was excited because I could actually test different ways of reflecting the heat back to me. So I took, there was a ton of down trees. So I took all the down trees that well, I we could. We had a, big, a couple big windstorms earlier on in the yeah. spring, like late winter. So yeah. that's probably why. So I had a hatchet because, you know, the book hatchet. Mm-hmm. So I'm running around the woods with my hatchet and it was, dude, it worked really well. So took all the down trees, cut those up, and then basically created an L with all these down trees and then set my fire pit in the corner of that nook of the L. And then I created a teepee and then kept my fire super small. It was it was a bed of coals from all the leaves. And then it kept probably three pieces of wood on fire at the same... Like, it wasn't big at all. Yeah. It was probably three pieces of wood. And then I was then able to track the, the smoke and the heat. Because I could visibly, or yeah, I could visibly see the smoke, but I could literally feel like where the heat was kind of escaping out of the teepee. So I'm like, okay, well, let's let's reflect it all back to my tent. So I grabbed bark that was on the ground, and it was perfect. It was all different sizes, and I basically just layered that up my teepee, which was all just different pieces of wood, and then layered it up, and then that worked as a back a backboard, and then all the heat basically just like dried the bark out and then reflected all the heat back to my tent so i was just in my tent cozy as a bear oh that's cool hanging out then sam I didn't lunch. come with you right no colleen's a little emotional about the wedding oh yeah she's worried yeah. which i get but we still have all this month all of next month you know we have time so i'm not i'm not freaking out at all so so you just went out by yourself did you stay the night yeah no? no um i stayed i stayed a long time but i'm like i'm not I got what I needed out of this, so I'm good. Plus, I miss Sam. So what'll be the first time that you actually go out and stay the night? Soon. Yeah. Real soon. My hammock came in today, too. 
Nice. I got this sweet hammock with a built-in mosquito net. Oh, I got one of those too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, let's In go my hammock. Garage. All right, dude. Where? What do you mean? Anywhere with two trees. All right, let's do it. Hell yeah. That'll be very romantic for us. I'm down. All right. Start a fire. <laughs> After May 16th, so it's legal. Yeah, really. But that's so concerned. So, did you figure out why that's in place? It's every year. It's just a different time throughout the year. Like, they pick different days. But, yeah, it's, it happens all the time. That's so strange. It makes no sense because it ends May 16th. So, May, June, July, August is when everything's dry. That's typically right. when you're most likely to have something. But, no, they have it now. So, I'm like, whatever. Who cares? No, one's, no one even knows where I am right now. Right. So, on to me leaving. Um, It was a Saturday. It was super nice out. So, everybody was not practicing social distancing, which was really annoying. And... I'm like, all right, well, we'll uh, we'll see what happens because I got to get back to the little parking lot area. So I grab all my stuff up, pack it up, and then I started hiking out. And I took a different way out than I came in. And it was a little scenic. Um, my knees hated it, which I found out later. But <laughs> I basically... I didn't really have to, like, do anything special to get back. Um I shot an azimuth, I pulled up on my phone, like, I pulled up my map, looked at where I was, and then essentially, a ter- like, terrain associated. I knew that I had to go generally to my left, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go that way, and then just for the hell of it, I'll shoot an azimuth, just so I can somewhat steer, be on the right track, um, not taking into account any type of GM angle, but I assumed that it was going to be already done for me, because it was an iPhone, and I didn't really know if they took that into account, but I said, screw it. So... Came up at 347, and then sure enough, it shot well enough that it didn't matter. So I was like, that's cool. Um, so kept on a 347 degree azimuth, walked generally to my left, and then cut through two, like around two fields. I didn't want to gut directly through the fields just because if it is actually someone's crop and it wasn't just an open field, I didn't want right. to destroy it. So I always box around it. Um, got back through the field and then turned around, saw where I was, came back, reshot. Looked at the map. I was like, this is too easy. Kept going. And then I realized that I was coming up. If someone was on the trail, I was coming from their right. And I was coming from a way that no one even knows, like, what's over there. Because everyone's so focused on their little trail. And, like, following between the dots on the trees of, like, well, I'm on the blue trail. So I'm just going to do that. Like, whatever color it was. So here I come. And I was in there all day. So I was freezing. So I had a beanie on. And I had... Just like a dry fit shirt is normal, camping pants is normal, boots that were soaked in mud, my pack, and I'm drenched. So I'm freezing and I'm sweating at the same time. And I'm like, this is just absolutely miserable. I'm like, I just want to go home and shower. So I'm standing there and then I see a family of four coming right across my face. And I'm like, this is it. They're going to notice. They're going to like, the one kid's going to see me. They're going to freak out. And I'm like, I don't even know how to announce this like what am i even gonna say? come here often like what how do you break that ice <laughs> so i'm just standing there and i'm like yeah but if i don't say anything it's even more creepy and then sure enough it's like standing behind a tree this big yeah get them. <laughs> and then sure enough that's when they see me i'm standing there contemplating like do i wave and then i'm like what do i do so i'm standing there and i was like oh screw it like i'll just kind of walk up slowly and i look up and then this kid who's like 12 with his little walking stick Looks up because he hears something and sees me and just stops dead. And I'm like, well, that's not the reaction I wanted. So this kid's just like, 
staring at me. Like, what do you, like, what is this? Like, who are you? What are you doing? Where'd you come from? And I'm like, I just give him a head nod. I'm like, I'm socially awkward. Like, whatever, I'll just own it. I'm like, what, what am I going to do? So it's all you do is just give him Yeah, I just, I just gave him a head nod. <laughs> and then his mom looks, and then she, like, jumps, and she's startled. And I was like, great. And then the dad shows up in the back, and then he just looks at me, and then he's like, hold up, guys. And then he, like, pulls his whole family off to the side. And by that point, I'm walking up to the trail, and I just look at him. I'm like, thank you, sir. He's like, no problem. And then I just, like, slowly start walking at my pace, which was way faster than they were moving. And then before I knew it, they were totally out of sight. But all I heard was the kid go, what was that? And then his dad goes, that's a hiker, son. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, they probably think, like, I'm just some wilderness (laughs) alpha male. And I was like, I'm really just freezing, and I want to go home. I'm like, this is just awful. Wow. So, yeah, I scared the hell out of them, got to my truck, and then there was, like, 70 people waiting to go. And then hiking game. Yeah. That seems to be a big thing to do right now is just go for a hike. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if everyone goes for a hike, that's not social distancing because you're with your family around a bunch of other people in a small little hiking area that are guided by trails. So it's not even like if you went off the beaten path. Yes, I use that term. If you went off the beaten path, you'd be lost for a normal person. Right. So if someone's walking toward you and you're walking like there's you can't social distance there. So you're stuck to this one lane, and it's going to be crowded. So it's just so strange. Yeah, this whole thing is wild. Whole thing is wild. Here's... I thought you were going to say that you scared this family because you got too close to them. No, I just came from the right. Like, I flanked them, and they're just like, what is going on? And I just look like full Ron Swanson, just navigating my way. I know more than you. (laughs) Step aside, son. Rethink that move. (laughs) So it's here's here's my opinion on the whole thing. Like we all know it's airborne. We can't do anything about it. Just wash your hands and live your life. Like be semi-smart and what I mean, what are you going to do? Right. What, what are you going to do? Like if you get it and you die, you get it and you die. Like that it's life. Like sure, I guess it's scary, but I I don't know. I'm worth more dead than alive anyways. I don't really care. Like I, I mean, the day that they want, they as in Big Brother, they come down and say, you have to wear a mask anytime you leave your house. I'm going to be like, that's not a thing. And I'm going to stand on my lawn in Ranger panties, not wearing a mask and cutting my grass because that's what I want to do on my property. Like it's, come on, give me, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that are airborne that would, that could potentially kill us anyways. I, I get it, you know, but yeah. what, what are you going to do? Live in fear the rest of your life because of this one thing? No, because it has to end eventually. Of course. And then what are you going to do? Flip the switch on? You know, oh, it's over with. We're going to turn the light back on. Yeah, there's ever. no more risk ever. Yeah, 80,000 people just climb at HSBC Arena and breathe on each other. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how long is that going to take? We got the virtual NFL draft. How long is it going to be before people just feel normal again to go to concerts or different shows or sporting events? It's not... I mean, this is, come on. It's insane. And yes, it's it's dangerous. It's, it's contagious. It, it kills people. I get it. But I, dude, if yeah. I die, I die. And I know I'm going to anyways, and I'm not afraid of it. So who cares? Right. No, that, that's true. I looked at some stats because the there's a couple accounts that keep posting daily 
stats, like the number of cases, the number of tests, the number of people that recovered, and the number of people that passed away. Mm -hmm. And to pass away from this, it is like a 98.75 chance that you'll, like, make it out and recover. Yeah. Which is a huge, like, you'll be, most people are going to be fine. Right. Obviously, there are some unfortunate people out there that have it, and they end up passing away. But a lot of those people also have other circumstances that are leading them to be more susceptible to be a victim of this. Mm-hmm. But also another thing that I found interesting was out of the people that were tested, which if you know New York state, you can only get a test. If you literally have all the symptoms, Yeah, you're in a high risk area or you traveled or to a place that is a high risk area or you've been in contact with somebody. So that's extremely, extremely high. Yeah. Out of those people, only 40, 40% of people had the actual coronavirus. So even if you've been exposed to it, there's still very, very unlikely chance that you're going to get it. Right. So, And I understand, just, I, I, I deal with this every day at work. Like, <laughs> I've just had a loss of words for it because it's exhausting. And the whole asymptomatic thing, like, yeah, I get it. And like, even if you're fine and they're fine, you could still spread it and not know it. Like, I got it. You can do everything else that way too, though. Right. Every single other virus, you can have it, not know it, and pass it to somebody like that. Just like STDs. Right. That's true. I mean, everything could kill you. And to live your life in fear and to be paranoid forever, like, I just, it's not, I'm never going to live my life like that. And I totally respect everyone's opinion. I totally understand why people, you know, not like take it seriously, but. Everything should be taken with a grain of salt and taken seriously at the same time. Like, it's not, you know, like... Yeah, don't take away from this conversation that we don't take it seriously. We do. I haven't left my house in, like, three weeks. Right. But at the same time, our leaders have to be able to tell us a date when this is all going to end because there's no way that people are going to continue this quarantining themselves that is mandatory but not really because no one's enforcing it. It's not going to continue happening. Right. So eventually this has to come to an end. People will go back out there, and when they go back out there, there's going to be another spike. Don't be surprised if it happens. It's going to happen. That's just the way life is. So, I don't know. It's it's hard not to talk about this, because this is literally our life for the past four weeks. And eventually, people have to go back to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you and I are both very fortunate that we can work. Yeah. But there's people and companies out there that aren't able to work, and the economy doesn't, or this whole world doesn't just stop. Right. Doesn't stop. So... It'll get back to normal. We just need a little bit more time. April thirtieth, okay. they're saying it. Thirty days. Thirty days to stop the spread. That's it. Doctor so. Burks, man, she she said it. Thirty days to stop the spread. That's it. Yep. Doctor Burks knows what she's talking about. It's a misdemeanor now. Yeah, I know. Two thousand dollars or something for the first time offense. Yeah. That's crazy. So, two questions. Hopefully, I have answers. Because of the the Rona, people have watched more shows now than ever before. Um, I did take your recommendation and I started Ozark. Nice. What are your thoughts? Well, it's kind of aggravating that I have to go to work all week. So I'd rather just watch this show. <laughs> but, you know, Dude, adulting. So I'm so surprised that you didn't watch it before this. Yeah, I just. I watched this when the first episode of the first season came out. Right. So I was before all this hype. Just because I talked to you last time about how I don't do things that are hypey. W- is it only on Netflix? Yeah. So it's not even like, okay, so it's not on TV at all. Correct. Okay. So I told my boss about it. My boss is the, uh, he's, he's one of the owners with his brothers, right? But he, he manages all the books. 
So I walk in today and I was like, hey, we got 15 minutes before work starts. No one really bites out. Like whenever you show up, you're like, you're, you're already working. Yeah. But I was like, you got to watch this goddamn show. And he goes, what show? Is it the, the King Tiger thing? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> I said, there's a guy who's a financial advisor who launders money through different businesses and cleans it with his kids. And then he just looks at me and he goes, the hell are you talking about? And I was like, you got to watch this show because it's going to change your life and you're not going to want to stop watching it because all the interwebs comes in and like there's, there's this family and these people and then there's this shooting. And I'm like, it's just not what you would expect from a financial advisor who's a nerd. <laughs> and then there it is. And then he goes, why do you think I'd be interested in this? And I was like, because I know. I know. And he just started laughing. He's like, I don't have slush funds. I don't have offshore accounts. I'm like, for now. Yeah, I was like, but there's a way. There's a way. And he just started laughing. And he's like, all right, maybe. And I was like, no, you have to. This is the show to watch. Who is your most hated character so far? We're not giving away any spoilers, obviously. No, yeah. This, but most like, hated? Yeah. Who do you hate the most? It's a tie. But I'm going to go with the pastor. Yeah. What's your favorite line in the whole show so far? Yeah, it's it's with Buddy where he goes. I'm gonna go downstairs and take my medicine, swallow a strong <laughs> bourbon because <laughs> he's so fed up and he's over it. He's my, got he's got good one liners in that yeah. show. My favorite line was I think in the second episode of the third episode of the full of the whole season, the first season, where Marty looks at Wendy and he goes, "The sound of his body hitting the ground is the only thing that gets me to sleep at night." I'm like, "Oh my god, I love this show." That's what I got hooked. Because I immediately was like, this is so badass. Really? That's when it... Dude, I was hooked within like three minutes of watching the first episode. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's very, very good. Yeah. But I'm glad that you took my suggestion. I did not get around to watching an episode of Forensic Files yet. I will. And uh, we'll update when I do. Tonight. I don't know. It's 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. 20 minutes. No commercials. With commercials, 30 minutes. That was so funny when you went off on me last week. (laughs) Like, I was such a disappointment to you. <laughs> Dude, you went to college for criminal. <laughs> it made it worse when you're like, no, for forensic science. I'm yeah. like, that's literally what the show is about. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a huge deal. It's just extremely annoying. Yep. Because I know that when you watch it, you're going to be like, wow, that actually happened in Canton, Ohio, yep. which is three hours from here. Well, now I can watch it down here because I've just... Took out my old school plasma TV and threw in a smart TV. Yeah. So I can stay in the man cave and watch it. Man stuff. Dude, it was so hard to take out that TV. Do you remember what TVs were like back like 15 years ago? Yeah, 96 pounds and huge. It was so heavy. Yeah. The entire, like, it was bigger than what I have there now. Right. But it seriously had to have been at least 70 pounds. Oh, yeah. It was no so doubt. heavy. Yeah. And, like, I want to put it in my garage, but I don't know if the studs in my garage can handle it. To be honest, I'm really concerned. Just reinforce it. It's all mounted. But then I got to take off the whole... Uh, no, no, no. You add add more wood to the studs that are already existing. All right, but then I got to take off the uh, drywall to do that. Well, there you go. There you go. Another project. More man stuff. <laughs> more man stuff. The Or mount it and then drywall around it. That's true. <laughs> but like, I want to do a golf simulator out there. And have it projected onto the TV. Yeah, normal stuff. Yeah, first world problems. Yeah, why so, park in a garage when you can golf in it? Right? I can park in one side. <laughs> I'm so I'll play in the other one. Dude, my life revolves around golfing. I need to have some sort of golf simulator. I ordered a net already. It's going to come. And it, just wait. 
I'm going to be $20,000 in credit card debt because i got to buy the best golf simulator. And it's just going to be in my garage. So whenever you want to play, dude, come on over. All the time. We'll get this. All the time. All the time. <laughs> God, you're such an animal. So let's get into cocktail section because what, what time are we at? Oh, dude, we are at Jesus. 36 minutes? Well, we got to wrap it up. What a conversation. I know. After one hour, the Rona hits. All right, so. <laughs> That's next. They're minimum and all the time <laughs> yeah. where Corona actually transmits. <laughs> no, but oh, we just got to wipe everything down once we leave. All right, so um, you got yours, right? Sure, the cocktail? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I sure do. Drop the beef for the cocktail section. Wow. You like that one? It's my different. pop filter is covered in spit right now. Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how Rona transmits, too. Yeah, we'll have to wash this one off. Mid-Rona season. <laughs> All right. My cocktail is called Trade Winds. Sounds really weird. It's one and a half ounces of corn whiskey. So this. This is rye whiskey. Yeah, but there's some corn in it. Not a lot. Like, probably 1%. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Three quarter ounce of Suze, S U Z E, Susie, Suze. <laughs> what do you think? I'm gonna go with uh, Susie. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Suze. What happens when we get sponsors, dude? I'm gonna butcher all of their announcements when they're pre-typed. All right, from there it's half ounce of Averna Amaro. Nailed it. <laughs> quarter ounce of simple syrup. Three drops of cold brew coffee, two dashes of chocolate bitters, and an orange peel garnish. So the directions is you stir it with ice until cold and blended, and then you strain it into a glass with no ice. Also, if you combine no ice because you're running out of room on the paper, it spells noise. Noise. Jake Peralta. (laughs) Noise. All right, so... I'm surprised that you pick cocktails that you can't pronounce the ingredients. <laughs> I have to expand my horizons, dude. I gotta force myself to learn. Uh, Suze, <laughs> Susie, Susie. <laughs> you gotta send me a link to this because there's no way I'm gonna find this cocktail online. <laughs> all right, mine is called the New York Sour. So I took an approach with this one because Alder Creek Distillery is part like is with a winery, so I wanted to have a cocktail that had both whiskey and rye in it. So, that being said, this is the New York Sour. Two ounces of rye, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce of simple syrup. You fill with ice and shake till frosty. You are very specific on the time to shake it. About 30 seconds. <laughs> then you strain it into a rocks glass, and then you top it with a half ounce of fruity red wine. <laughs> Why are you dying <laughs> But yeah, so that's the New York Sour. Cleo's really amped for this episode. Yeah. Well, those sound good. Yes. Um, rating... Of the whiskey. Well, before we get to that, so... I'm excited. <clears throat> we have been in talks with Hartman's Distilling again. As you know, we did two episodes with their bourbon and their rye. Yeah. And Justin Hartman, the owner who we had an interview with, I believe it was special interview number 11, if you want to go back and check that out, he wants to do a virtual whiskey talk. So, 
every month on a Saturday, him and his distillery do a whiskey or a bourbon talk, which is they basically sit down and discuss different different topics around like distilling and making whiskey they go from the maturation and barrels to the distilling process to how they actually like if they're using plate uh distilling or filtration so they get into very very granular detail if that is something that you guys are interested make sure you follow us on facebook because as soon as we get this detail finalized with hartman's we're going to be posting on our facebook he wants to partner up with us as well as a Facebook group uh, outside of our podcast to expand our reach and make sure we get as many people in this meeting. It'll probably be a Zoom meeting or some sort of WebEx or something uh, as possible to make sure to get everybody to understand the process of making whiskey. So since we can't all get into a room because of this quarantine thing, he does this every month, but this month we're going to do virtual. So follow us on Facebook. We'll get more information soon. We're thinking the 18th. Um, April 18th at like 12 noon or 8 p.m. Haven't finalized the details yet, but make sure you go follow us to be in the know. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed That's going to be sweet. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, very honored. Thank you, Justin, for thinking of us. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a good time, and we hope to add some knowledge to it all. Hanging out with the boys? Hanging out with the boys. Drinking some Hartman's. Over the Wi-Fi connections. <laughs> it's exciting. <Just> super pixelated <laughs> and laggy. <laughs> I'll be talking five minutes after he asks me a question. Probably. Yeah. All right. You want to rate this bad boy? Yeah, let's it's gonna do be it a short there. episode today, man. It's fine. The the Ron is coming. The Ron is coming. An hour. We got to get out of here before sixty minutes hits. That's it. All right. That's a good show too. Have you watched sixty minutes? No, I've never watched sixty minutes. I actually had a childhood <laughs> when it came to TV shows. Unlike you. I don't know. You were too busy watching Judge Judy or whatever other murder shows that you watched as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Judge Judy, cops. I didn't sweat when I watched it. Not every episode, anyways. Anyways. All right, let's get to this. Alder Creek Rye Whiskey. I really thought we bought the bourbon, but we didn't. I thought we did, too. Maybe we wanted to, and then we just picked up the rye because the labels are very similar. Labels are very similar. Let's point that out. So that might be, even with the gin and the vodka, the labels are very, very, very similar. I like that this is made out of wood, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this an A. Flat A. I'm down. Boom. A. A. Oh, shoot. We didn't write the three chord down. I'll do it after. All right. All right. Nose. Definitely getting some of that toffee now that you said that. Toffee and like a hay. Yeah, I'm getting like a toffee and a hay. Yeah. It's this a really is, strong toffee, though. I was gonna say raisin, but I'm not. I'm not getting a raisin anymore. This is interesting that this is a rye. Do you know the mash bill of this or no? No. Be, I, I looked it, on, the it didn't say it on the website too. Yeah, right. Because if I were to guess, this is probably a very, very low percentage rye. I'm That's not what I'm saying. Do look at the color right. of it too. Yeah. Right. I'm not getting much rye. Like this is no. hey, this reminds me more of corn actually. No, my corn whiskey cocktail. Mm-hmm. All right, so nose A. Yeah. Let's keep it consistent. Show. All right, initial taste. What do you got? It is smooth up front. I'm getting a little bit of a honey. I'm definitely getting, excuse me, I'm definitely getting toffee. And then you're getting the citrus, you said. So toffee, citrus? Not anymore. The citrus was like the very, very, very first sip. So it must be a powerful flavor. 
No, it must not be a very powerful flavor, but it's in flavor that you're not expecting, which is why you get it up front. Cleo's playing a beat. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so like I'm getting a citrus like very, very, very quick right off the top. Yeah, it's a blast of citrus. Yeah. And then after that, I'm getting like it rounds out the initial taste with a honey and then a toffee, right? Agreed. Toffee I, going into the ending note. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. So when it comes to a rating... A plus. A plus. This is kind of like a sour, too. Not as much not, of a sour a lot, as, like, the Steelbound. Sure. But, like, this has a similar f- flavor sourness to the new riff, I think. Where it's just enough to where you can taste a little bit, mm-hmm. but not enough to where you can call it a sour. Alright. Ending note, I'm getting a spice. Mm-hmm. Get baking spice. We're getting baking spice at the end. Not getting any oak. Not getting any like wood sugars or anything. Uh, a little wood sugars, but not much. I'm definitely getting a little bit of a sugar. But, like, I'm not getting any vanilla or caramel like you normally would see. I wonder how long this was aged for, too. The sugar might be from the cookies I slammed before coming here. Could be. You're fattening cookies. Dude, I'm getting so fat. A plus? A plus. All right. Final rating. You ready for this, Mike? You ready for this, Mike, brother? Yes. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 78. 78? Would you give it? 91. Really? Yeah. No kidding. I like it better than I thought I was going to. It's it's good. What's the math, bro? 78, 91. What is that? 13. Half of 13 is six and a half. So 78 plus six and a half is 85.5. I could be wrong on that. No, 84.5. 84.5. Right? 91. Yeah, 84.5. Nailed it. Why are you so impressed that I just did that math? I, two numbers. Are you kidding me? Do you know the average of two numbers? <laughs> you asked me the percentage of two-thirds. I told you 75. Dude, that was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. All right, well, that can conclude this episode, Michael. We'll have this be a shorter episode today. Fine. Uh, that's what happens when Rona hits. Hopefully something extravagant happens in our life where we can um, update you guys next week. Because right now I've been doing nothing except for work and watching TV. Derek just kicked me out of his house. Yep. So, all right, see you well, later. You're, you're, a carrier. you're a carrier right now, so i got to make sure that I disinfect everything when you leave. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just spray me like I'm in Monsters, <laughs> Inc. <laughs> So go like our Facebook page. Go give our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter a follow. We'll be posting on there when this Whiskey Talk details finalized with Justin Hartman. Yep. Uh, and then we'll be sending out the link probably on our platforms too. So make sure you go follow us on those social media platforms at the Buffalo Happy Hour. Make sure you like our YouTube page. We might actually also record the meeting depending on how easy it is and post it up on our YouTube page to see um, or just to provide you guys with extra content. So if you're unable to make the meeting, we're going to try to still record it. We'll ask Justin, obviously, for his permission first. But uh, make sure you follow us our YouTube page and click that subscribe button. But boom, right there. I love doing that now because I feel special. 
Um, but that's really it. Make sure you listen to our uh, us on our podcast platforms too. We're on everything. And there's about 54% of you that are listening to this podcast that aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel. I love how you say f- about 54% when you know it's about 54.37% that aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel. Yeah, so please go subscribe to our YouTube channel just because it actually helps us uh, move forward in the realm of the podcasts. Oh, yeah. So we appreciate all support and uh, keep supporting local business. Stay clean, wash your hands. And uh, exercise. And up. Have you been supporting local businesses? Yeah. 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 We had pizza yesterday. Nice. No, From where? Saturday. Saturday. From where? Maybach's. Nice. Is yeah. that good there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where is it? Uh, up the street from Macy's place. It's on the corner of my neighborhood in Genesee. I oh, can okay. walk there. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor yet. We <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got food from uh, Big Ditch. Nice. The other day. And we got drinks from Hartman's. Bought a shirt. Hell Shirt's yeah. super comfy. Hell Love yeah. Love it. Love Justin. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so just keep supporting local. Make sure you wash your hands. And Mike, this has been episode 28 of the Buffalo Happy Hour. 28? It's my number. Why? It's this is a special episode for me, bro. Oh yeah, 2882 or whatever your Instagram tag is. 28 was my number in all sports. So Mine was 18. We missed it. Oh, well, I had my <laughs> chance to shine. All right, we'll see you later, everybody. (laughs) Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.